0: Well good evening, good evening, and good evening everyone. Uh, This is the BioTouch Health Condition Workshop on Endometriosis and good evening. My name's Paul.
1: Good evening everyone. This is Bev.
0: And tell them who we have, Bev.
1: We have a wonderful guest with us this evening, Paula Taylor. Um, She has had some experience with endometriosis and she's She's a um, really great speaker, presenter, and um, she's also part of the Biotech family on the board. She's a certified practitioner, and we're just really, really happy to have her with us tonight. I think it's gonna be so informative. Uh, so yeah. just hang in there with us hang and Paula, <laughs> take it away.
0: Well, wait, let me tell everybody while you're listening to Paula, if you have questions, please uh, just put the comments in there. We'll relay it to her. Uh, If you want to download the workbook at the end of Paula's talk, we're going to be doing some points on how to address endometriosis. So you can download that workbook uh, this evening, justtouch.com forward slash workbook. And if you're a massage therapist and you need some continuing education credits, one CE credit, Uh, Just let us know in the comment section there, and we will send you the evaluation form afterwards. So that is the little details. Paula, take it away!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. So as I said, my name is Paula Taylor. I am a massage therapist and energy worker. I've been doing that since 2003. I'm also a registered diagnostic medical sonographer, which is a fancy term for ultrasound tech, which I started doing in 2006. And so right now I still work in the medical field. And then I also work with people to help them build spiritual tools to live a more balanced and healthy life. And endometriosis, as they mentioned, is a very close subject for me. It's something that I have, I'm very passionate about it. And so I wanna say briefly in, to start here that we don't have a lot of time we're just going to kind of scratch the surface so if you have questions if you want to learn more in depth about endometriosis it's really important that you go to a reputable website because there's a lot of misinformation still out there about this condition so i suggest that you visit endometriosis.org it is on the worksheet that address And that will give you a lot more in-depth information as well as resources. So we're going to start with what is endometriosis. So each month, the uterus, the lining of the uterus is shed, and that's the endometrial lining if you're not pregnant. If you are pregnant, then that lining thickens to support the growth of the pregnancy. And endometriosis is a condition in which that lining, that endometriosis, Endometrial tissue is actually found outside of the uterus. The most common area is in other areas of the pelvis, but it has been found as far away as the brain, the lungs and the peripheral nerves. Sometimes people get endometrial implants on their sciatic nerve and it causes a lot of pain. So this is a really complex disorder and instead of talking about what causes it, because the answer to that is that we don't really know. I'm going to talk a little bit about what it's not caused by, because I want to use this as an illustration of. How far we haven't come in a hundred years on this particular condition, as well as some of the implicit bias in the medical field about women's health and women's issues. So if you have ever had anything done in the medical field, you'll know that the word for uterus in medicine is hystero, hysterosalpingogram hysterectomy. And the word hysterical comes from that word. So that tells you a lot about the view of women's health throughout history has been that women are hysterical. And so endometriosis hasn't gotten a lot of attention. So the most prevalent idea amongst a lot of doctors now Is still this theory that started in the 1920s. So that's a hundred years ago called retrograde menstruation. And that is the idea that as you menstruate, some of that menstrual fluid, that blood comes out and tissue comes out of your fallopian tubes and then seeds itself into your pelvis. So experts in this field have pretty much widely disregarded this. There's a bunch of reasons for this. The fact that tissue can be found in your brain. How does it get out your fallopian tubes into your pelvis all the way into your brain? It's also been found in men. There's some very rare cases of endometriosis in men. So there's a lot of new theories about why this is happening. And you can learn more about that on the website. I'm not going to go into depth about that. But I wanted to point that out because We really need some activism around endometriosis. We need research around endometriosis. If you look at something like breast cancer, the advances that we've made in the last 20 or 30 years in treating breast cancer happened mainly because women stood up for themselves. So I'm really going to encourage you to advocate for yourself. We're going to talk about some red flags to look for if you're seeing a doctor for endometriosis. And I'm going to tell you some of the things that I wish I knew at the beginning of my journey that I kind of learned the hard way. So finding the right doctor to get a diagnosis for this is key and getting the right doctor for treatment is even more important. The way that endometriosis is diagnosed is through surgery. That's really the only way to know for sure. They can kind of guess at it based on symptoms, pain, heavy bleeding, um, things like that. But to really know for sure you have to have what's called a laparoscopic procedure where they actually put a camera up through your vagina and look into the pelvic cavity for these endometrial implants. These, sometimes they call them lesions. So it's important to get diagnosed and know for sure that you have endometriosis, but it's even more important to get treated properly. So you really need to see someone who specializes in endometriosis for this. There's, um, there's a couple kinds of surgeries and the gold standard now is called excision, which is where they actually cut out the endometriosis. The older type of surgery is called ablation. That's where they burnt it off. There's a very high rate of recurrence. So like I saw a doctor who said he was going to do an ablation and that I probably have to have a surgery every two to three years for the rest of my menstruating life. That is not true. If you have a surgical specialist, it's surgeon dependent. So if you have a surgical specialist who specializes in endometriosis and they do a successful excision, a lot of times there is no recurrence. The rate of recurrence is like in the single digit percentage. So keep that in mind. Um, and I'm going to go through my story a little bit to kind of illustrate some of these points, some of the like things not to do or red flags to look for when you're in treatment. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about how I got into healing this condition to a point where I really am very highly functional, which can be difficult when you're dealing with the extreme pain that comes with endometriosis. So I was on um, oral contraceptives birth control pills from about 19 to 29. And that is a suppressive therapy that they do use sometimes for endometriosis. It's a hormonal therapy. It doesn't keep the endometriosis from happening, but it suppresses the growth of that endometriosis um, endometrial tissue. So what happens with endometriosis is that you get these implants or lesions outside of the uterus. And just like the lining of your uterus every month in that cyclical fashion, they get inflamed and they bleed. And when you bleed, and you have your period that comes out through your vagina, but the blood that's happening, that's bleeding in the other parts of your body has nowhere to go. And it irritates all the tissues around it. And that causes inflammation. It causes an incredible amount of pain. It causes adhesions and scar tissue to build up. I mean, it really can kind of do a lot of damage to your internal system. And I'm going to talk about myself a little bit to give an example of that. Um, But so I was on birth control for 10 years, I didn't even know I had an endometriosis. And then I went off of it. And my symptoms started getting worse and worse and worse. I started having worse worsening cramps, I started having pain during intercourse, I started having pain with orgasm, which is a really difficult thing to talk to your doctor about and sometimes they they just look at you blankly when you say that, but that is not a normal thing that should happen. That is a sign of endometriosis. And it is something that can be addressed if you get your endometriosis treated properly. So in 2011, I started trying to get pregnant and up to 40% of women with endometriosis do have issues with infertility. And I happen to be one of those people So I started having trouble, I couldn't conceive. I ended up with a fertility doctor kind of randomly who came in to do a procedure and my symptoms were getting worse and worse and worse. So I was trying to get pregnant. I was suffering repeated miscarriages. I was in so much pain that I I couldn't stand up straight. Sometimes I would go to work and and I could barely function. I was getting to the point where I really couldn't function for about the first day and a half or two of my cycle. The week before that I would have terrible bloating. There's a lot of digestive issues that come. You can get diarrhea or constipation or sort of going back and forth in an IBS kind of way, fatigue. There's all of these things that go along with endometriosis that that are seemingly unrelated to these female issues that are actually related to the disorder. So I finally, I had my first surgery, I had that laparoscopic procedure with the fertility doctor and he told me I had stage three endometriosis. So endometriosis is staged much like cancer, the higher the stage, the more serious, the more spread of the disease there is. And at one point I had a radiologist that I know, look at my pelvic MRI and he said, Paula, I don't know what's going on in your pelvis, but it's not good. (laughs) So that gives you kind of an idea of how bad this was, how extensive this was. And, And when I had that first surgery, I had this MRI a few years after the surgery. So even though I had surgery, either those implants came back. I have scar tissue from the surgery. I have scar tissue from the original implants. There's a lasting effect here because I did have surgery with someone who is not an, an endometriosis expert. And I did not have excision. I had ablation. So keep that in mind. If you go to a doctor and they tell you, if you say what causes endometriosis and they say it's retrograde menstrual flow, that's a red flag. If you go to a doctor and they tell you we're going to do an ablation and they don't do excision, that's a red flag. These are things I didn't know to look for when I was on this journey. So as time went on, I had more miscarriages. I had another surgery for something else that was growing in my uterus to get it removed. And and somewhere in there, I started this, this alternative healing journey. I had really been pretty medical up to that point. I had done some traditional Chinese medicine, which is very effective and can help the symptoms of endometriosis, but doesn't actually cure it. And there really is no cure for endometriosis. That's another red flag. If your doctor tells you we're going to do a hysterectomy and your endometriosis will be gone. That is a red flag because many women still have endometriosis symptoms after a hysterectomy, a hysterectomy may be part of a skilled excision. but a hysterectomy on its own does not guarantee that your symptoms will go away because it doesn't address all those little implants that are outside of your uterus that are growing on the bladder or on the bowel or on the inside of your abdominal cavity or on your diaphragm or wherever they ha- they happen to be. And when you do get with an expert, which I finally did, like my doctor told me if he was going to do surgery, he would actually want a colorectal surgeon there because. Dealing with the endometriosis on my bowel was beyond his capability. So, it's very common when you get a real specialist that they're going to work in tandem with a team of other specialists to really address all of the issues of the endometriosis because they don't know for sure how bad it is until they get in and they're looking at your pelvis. So, somewhere in the middle of this story, I wandered into Biotouch to take a CE class and I was. I was having a miscarriage as I came to that class. I was in the middle of a miscarriage. I was bleeding heavily, was not in the best frame of mind. And what I found through this course, the practitioner training, as someone I had never met before, worked on my lower abdomen with those points from the BioTouch set, I had this huge physical and emotional release. I went home and I was lying in the fetal position feeling all this pain and feeling all these feelings come up and then it, all of it released. And I, and I felt more flow in that area energetically than I'd had for so long. And that was really the beginning of kind of stepping away from listening to what the traditional doctors had told me and starting to listen to my own intuition and starting to love myself enough to trust my own information. The next thing that happened is that I started to come to terms with my infertility. I started to process my miscarriages, and I feel that the self-awareness I got from BioTouch really helped with that. And then I started on my path to sound healing. And when I started toning, vocal toning, that's when my symptoms really started to clear up. And at the same time, I finally found my specialist. He put me on a medicine called tranexamic acid, which helps decrease bleeding. So it decreases that inflammation that happens in those endometrial implant implants. And and it was really a hail Mary for me. My doctor kept telling me, you need a hysterectomy, you need a hysterectomy. And I just didn't want to do it. So I found this specialist. I went to see him. I said, I don't want to have a hysterectomy. I'm only 40 years old. and. So we, he tried all these other things with me and some of them didn't work, but the tranexamic acid worked really well for me. So my takeaway from this or the, your takeaway, what I would like you to take away from this story is that healing isn't linear. It's not like you're just climbing a mountain and one day you get to the top, you know, you have setbacks. I still have months that are not as good as other months. But through this process of finding a true specialist and continuing to address my endometriosis medically, finding the complementary therapy of Biotouch and learning to grow my self love, and as Paul would say, letting myself be loved through Biotouch, and then the discovery of sound healing for me and using sound to actually vibrate that part of my body physically. I would be interested to see now if I had another MRI, how it compared to the last one I had, because I have almost no pain. I do not have pain with intercourse anymore. I do not have pain with orgasm. I still have menstrual cramps and I still treat those with ibuprofen, but I don't lay in my bed wondering how I'm going to get up in the morning. It's just like, oh, there they are. Okay. I'll take some medicine. And then I go on about my day. So there is hope. This is a complicated system. The the female system is complicated. It's further complicated by the fact that medicine is still very patriarchal. There's still a very male view of the female body in medicine. And I'm saying patriarchal, but I'm not just talking about male doctors. I have had female doctors who have a very patriarchal view of the female body. And there's this idea like, suck it up. It can't be that bad. I feel like women get told that all the time. Women get misdiagnosed for heart attack very frequently because they're told you're just, oh, sweetie, you're just having heartburn go home. And it's, and it's actually a heart attack. So being your own advocate, doing your research, finding a specialist, exploring alternative and complementary therapies the way that I did there really is hope that you can lead a normal life and maybe not need surgery or maybe have the surgery and not have a recurrence everyone is different and this idea of healing it you know this path is different for each of us but it's there there's a way to find a path, a path to healing and you just have to listen. You just have to be open to what comes your way. I think I'm done. Well, let's I feel like I just vomited a bunch of words. So I don't know, hopefully that kind of came across. If anyone has any questions, I'm happy to answer them. There is another resource. If you're looking for a surgical specialist for endometriosis, um, there's a Facebook group called Nancy's Nook and that's a good resource to find qualified surgeons in your area. Some people travel a long way to find a surgeon. My surgeon is not on that list, but he is a gynecologist, um, surgical specialist with a sort of fellow. He did a fellowship in endometrial endometriosis and from the Mayo Clinic. So looking for someone who's done a fellowship or some sort of specialized study in endometriosis Asking those red flag questions what causes it what kind of surgery, do you do, and the other thing is that a lot of doctors will steer you toward hormonal therapies and that is considered to be a red flag by a surgical specialist because that is just a suppressive treatment. It does not actually remove the endometriosis. And there's a lot of side effects that come with some of those hormonal therapies. There's a, um, a drug called Lupron that now exists in multiple different forms that actually puts you into like a menopausal state. And so you have hot flashes, you have night sweats. You have an insomnia. It's basically like being put into menopause, even though, you know, you might be 25 years old. So hormonal therapy is definitely an option. Some women respond well to that. If you're trying not to have surgery, it might be something to try IUDs. The Mirena IUD is something that I tried. It did not work for me personally, but my sister has endometriosis and she's on her second Mirena M Mirena IUD and she loves it. So seeing a doctor who gives you options and doesn't just tell you, you need a hysterectomy, just get your uterus taken out because there's also side effects to that. There's pelvic floor dysfunction that happens after hysterectomy. There's bladder dysfunction that happens after hysterectomy. So really exploring your options, not being afraid to ask questions, not being afraid to seek second or third or fourth opinions and being your own advocate is really what we need going forward for endometriosis, along with a lot more research and activism to bring this to the forefront. And as women, there's a lot of shame about talking about this stuff. It took me a really long time to be able to talk about my infertility, but if we can share these stories and help somebody, we can encourage each other to speak out more and then that activism will happen as we are more open about our struggles. Okay, and now I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well,
0: you, you know, and it's it's interesting that the minute you were deciding to come on to do this, that that's when this uh, this uh, Linda Griffith, that bioengineer, had an interview on NPR and talked the same way. And it's sort of like you know, this show is like kicking off this new revolution in women's healthcare based on this endometriosis thing. I mean, and so if people out there want to check it out, NPR, and look up endometriosis and and put that together with what Paul is saying and boy, we got a revolution happening here. So it's fun.
2: Well, yeah, and one of the most interesting things about that is that the the regenerative properties of the uterus are astounding and that's what this woman was talking about as a chemical engineer she could not believe that no one had ever studied it before and she also personally suffered from what sounds like a very severe case of endometriosis and that's the thing this is a spectrum you know you can have a milder version you can have versions so severe there are people that end up having parts of their bowel removed because the endometriosis is so severe so recognizing that there's a spectrum and that we sh- we can support each other in this. And, you know, hopefully that kicks off a lot more research because just like I mentioned, breast cancer, you know, years ago, they would do a mastectomy. They would remove your breast and they would do chemotherapy. And those were your options. And then maybe radiation if they, once that became available. And now we've got hormonal treatments that target certain receptors. We've got, treatments that target other receptors. There's so much, there's so many more options for treatment for breast cancer because there was activism around getting research done. And I feel like that's where we need to go with endometriosis.
0: Well, great. You started us on that path.
2: So this will be available for
0: people to listen to. And what we're going to do is thank Paula. And if you have more questions, you can go to her website, paulataylorenergy.com. And, uh, or if you have questions, then send them to us at office at justtouch.com and we'll pass them on to her. And otherwise, we're going to teach some points on how to do work with uh, endometriosis in the same way that Paula had it done with her. So, right. Paula, that was awesome. We appreciate your time and energy. Uh, there was a little
2: bit of energy there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you I'm yeah. passionate about this <laughs> and I'm passionate about using BioTouch for this. So, I really hope. You know this is free take this information you can practice it on yourself if you don't have someone else to do it on you have your spouse do it on you have your children do it on you i mean there it's so empowering to have a tool that you can use on your own that you don't need to depend on a doctor or somebody for and and it really made a huge difference for me
0: so so we have a question here from sally says have you found that abusive relationships is a risk factor I found this to be true when working in the OBG, in the GYN PD. Uh, she, she was a nurse.
2: Oh, that's an interesting question. I don't know what the research is around that, but I will say that if you look at Louise Hay, who is one of my idols and, and who really did a lot of work with healing the body in terms of our relationship with how we feel about ourselves. Um, There is one of her lines for endometriosis is replacing self-love with sugar. So, you know, that really would tie together. You know, when your self-love is low, when your self-esteem is low, when you don't think much of yourself, you don't have self-worth, that predisposes you to get into an abusive relationship. So that would actually make sense to me, but I don't know what the statistics are on that. But that's a great question. Yeah.
0: And we know BioTouch will address that one.
2: So. Yep.
0: All right, Paula, thank you very much, you, and we'll Paula. see you soon. Thank,
1: thank you for that. Thank, thank you so help. much. Okay, yeah,
0: so you great. have to click off here so we can go to our twosome here.
2: All right, thank you, everyone. Okay. Thank Feel free you, to Paula. reach out if you have any questions.
1: Whew. Wow.
0: Just like Paula Taylor. I know. <laughs> there she blew. <laughs> that, uh, that was great. So, again, we're going to now teach some points. Bev's going to take us through it. I'm going to play the techie in the background. And uh, I'll tell you, it, everything she talked I mean, and Biotouch is we just had a call, uh, our Mondays with Bev and Paul about the revolution of Biotouch. Yeah. And absolutely. It, it just it's fits, here. it fits right with what uh, Paula was trying to talk about. And, and yeah, Biotouch yeah. can be part well, of. I-
1: she mentioned the self-awareness and and there's a lot of that happening as we know and BioTouch is, is a great way to not just help the body but you know as we know everything else so um if you have the if you've downloaded the workbook on endometriosis that's great if you want to you can go to justtouch.com as paul said forward slash workshop workbook Workbook. and uh, it will be there um so we always have um and, and Paula actually is our um our scribe. So she always writes this lovely blog uh up on the front page of our workbooks. And so you can always go there. It talks a lot of you know about that condition. It has all kinds of great information and links in it so that uh, you, know, you can really get a good idea of some background on the condition that we're going to be um, presenting for that particular workshop.
0: And that link that she talked about is right in there. And it, if you just right? click on it, because it's a PDF version, you click on it, first, click yep, on it it'll take right you right to that. Yeah.
1: Endometriosis.org. So OK. So as we always do, for those who are new with us, um, we're going to go through the workbook, Uh, as Paul said, teach you some points. But prior to that, if there's anybody who has not been with us before and doesn't know anything about BioTouch, we always kind of like to give a little introductory um, talk about it. So um, on this first page, page six, it is what is BioTouch? And there's four basic um, bullet points as you can see that we like to um, go over with you. So BioTouch by definition is one person touching another person lightly on the skin. And we do that by using the first two fingers of the hand and very lightly like a butterfly touch specific points on the body. And that we have a fantastic um, manual with a a DVD uh, as a tool to learn. And so, you know, that if that's something that you want to get into later, you can certainly um, do that. We have a couple of ways we'll share with you how you can get the manual. Um, So, hands on, a simple hands on technique, and that literally addresses every condition the body can manifest. And one of those is definitely endometriosis. <laughs> I've worked with Paula myself. So I've, it was wonderful to just kind of like be on that journey with her a little bit. Okay, so let's go to uh, the first bullet. BioTouch is easy to learn. Even children can learn it and practice it. In fact, I, I always think of BioTouch as being this trusting, safe, innate um, modality that we use it and we come to it as children because it biotech creates this lovely safe place for, for two people to share this healing uh, relationship together. We have had children learn it. In fact, our whole purpose here in this foundation is to get this into the homes where the children can learn it and use it with their family members, whoever that may be, mom, dad, grandmas, uncles, aunts, cousins, next door neighbors, whatever. This is, this is the grassroots that, this is the revolution that we want to really have um, start here with BioTouch. So you, they can learn it and practice it and effectively, as you're gonna see the first time that you practice BioTouch. So The second bullet, BioTouch, it's a complement to any healthcare program. Uh, We're using some other words these days. It's definitely complementary to everything. It only can enhance whatever else you're doing, whether you're under a doctor's care, under a prescription, um, a diet, you're doing other modalities. BioTouch works with everything, and everything works with BioTouch. Uh, We're now using words like integrative because that we're finding that this complementary alternative community is is definitely being integrated into traditional medicine. So BioTouch is perfect for that. Holistic. We always say BioTouch begins by touching on the skin But over time, the other parts of ourselves begin to respond to that loving touch and self-awareness begins to happen. And as Paula was saying earlier, a lot of things happen for her with the consistent use of BioTouch. Um, Next bullet, BioTouch has no levels of ability. This is one of the most amazing uh, parts about this modality that I love um, this is meant for every single one of us to use. And so if a child can learn it and use it, immediately be effective. This is meant for all of us. There are no levels of no knowledge. You don't have to um, go through all kinds of different phases of learning. You don't have to be you know, um, granted permission by anybody to, to do it. The moment that you learn BioTouch and you touch, you're going to be effective the very first time, period. I know that sounds a little bit crazy, but it is true. We don't lie. Um, the next one, BioTouch requires no special preparation. You will never hear us put forth a belief system or a philosophy. The only thing that we do know is that biotouch is here for humanity to use and share together. That's the one thing we do know. So you don't have to prepare. You don't have to, uh, you know, stuff about, oh, build yourself up in a positive aura so that anybody's negative aura. That's, That's not love. Biotouch is love and love is biotouch. And we, we, BioTouch is here to stop the separateness mentality. So we have no, there's no spiritual philosophy. You will never hear us using those kinds of terms specifically because we want to be neutral. We want to stay in on that middle ground for everyone. We honor everything. We know that there's a, golly, how many philosophies and spiritual practices out there all of them have their place. This is humanity's journey. You get to choose which path you want to take. We honor everything. And so we always try to maintain an integrity here. So that that's what we that's what we practice. The integrity of holding biotouch for you so that you can learn it and use it and share it in your own lives. So before we begin, let me just say that. The first thing you want to do when you practice BioTouch is wash your hands. Wash your hands, and then, as I said before, you were going to be using the first two fingers of of the hand, touching lightly on the skin. And we hold those points six to eight seconds. And you're going to use a very light butterfly touch. And there you have it. That's all you need, and of course, You want to help someone having stress or pain because BioTouch is about caring for another person. That's really, that's all that's needed. So, do you want to add anything, Paul? Okay, well then, we do have a page. uh, It's in there, the terms uh, that we use. We won't go over those, except I will say um, those, those terms are just to help describe um, how you practice bio-touch. But there is one thing that we usually um, talk about, and that is the relationship of healing that bio-touch creates between the associate, or the one who is performing the procedures, the touching the points, and the recipient, the one who is receiving But what's what's very lovely about BioTouch, it doesn't matter who's touching and who's receiving in a true relationship like BioTouch. We both receive and give. It's it's just the way it happens. So um, for our purposes, the associate is, as the dictionary describes, one often in the company with another implying intimacy or equality. This is one of the things that we always talk about that BioTouch brings both of those two people in that relationship into equality. So it doesn't really have, it doesn't matter who's touching and who's receiving. Everybody gets what they need from that, that whole practice of BioTouch. So an equality or one having an interest in common with another that. And of course, what's the interest? Loving one another. thats the, re- And then the recipient, the one that benefits from the procedures. And I will tell you, both benefit from BioTouch. That's just the way that is. Okay. Anything else, Paul, before we start?
0: Uh, no, I just uh, wanted to reiterate again, uh, that BioTouch is, the, is an empowering tool. Paul had talked a lot about finding the right doctor finding the right red flags green flags and biotouch as you were saying that self-awareness empowers people to know what they need to do and to feel strong enough to to go get it to question to work with the medical community and it all starts right here with our first set of points
1: yeah yeah we do encourage all, we encourage all of our recipients actually always to work with your, medical uh, doctor or procedure, whatever's going on, and you will. BioTouch helps you do that. So the first set that we're going to introduce you to is called the greeting. This is absolutely the one set of points that you must do before you can do any other sets of points on the body. This is the beginning of the opening of that relationship that I was talking about. So prior to addressing anything else in the body, that greeting must always be performed. So you've washed your hands and now you're ready to do the greeting. It sets up sort of a harmony between the two people practicing BioTouch together. So we're going to be showing you uh, the videos on these sets. Um, so in, whenever you're ready, Paul.
0: Okay, and just so folks know, each of these pages has a little link on the bottom. You see it there yes. in purple that uh, takes you to that video in your if you download the manual. So, uh, it, So you have the book, you have the word, you have a description where the points are, and then you just click on it, and it shows you just what we're going to show you.
3: Yep. The greeting is always performed at the beginning of each session. It's the only set that uses one hand and the only set that indicates which hand to use. The greeting is performed with the dominant hand. If you are right-handed, use your right hand. If you are left-handed, use your left hand. The greeting is made by touching at point one, which is in the fleshy area just below the bottom of the breastbone or sternum. Hold this point for 6 to 8 seconds. Then, with the same two fingers, touch point 2 on the back. To find point 2, look for the big bone at the base of the neck. From here, move 1 to 1.5 inches to the left. This is point 2. Hold this point for 6 to 8 seconds. More than one associate may work with a recipient, provided that all of the associates perform the greeting. If the associate or the recipient leaves the session, or if someone who hasn't done the greeting touches either the recipient or the associate, the greeting must be reestablished. Then,
2: then the session, session may proceed from where, where it was, was interrupted.
3: interrupted. Okay.
1: So the greeting point, that's, uh, that's how you begin. So let's move to the next set where we, um, we, we put these um, sets in order of um, how we feel um, that can address the condition. So the next set is the headset. And it's interesting because I um, hadn't really thought about this because I don't know that much about endometriosis, but Paula was saying that they've actually found that tissue in the brain, which is kind of, wow, crazy, <laughs> crazy thing to think about, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then also when she talked about, I mean, what were the headset in the next one, because it talked about a, a hormonal thing going oh, yes. on. And so Absolutely. the headset is really helping to address the hormonal
1: balance. Yes. And the, the abnormal growth and, you know, anything that's in, um, in out of balance. So yes, definitely the headset. So, this is a great set to use, and um, let's go ahead and watch the the video.
3: The headset can be used to address conditions related to the brain. There are four steps in this set. In step one, use through-fire to touch points A and A. Point A on the back of the head is in the center of the neck at the base of the skull. Point A on the front of the head is at the center of the forehead where the forehead begins to curve to the crown. Step 2 is performed in crossfire with the fingers of each hand touching on opposite sides of the head. Hold at X which is in the indentation beside the neck muscle at the base of the skull. It is the same as point 1 of the back set. On the opposite side of the head, touch points 1 through 5. Points 1, 2 and 3 are on the ridge line formed where the skull curves up toward the crown. Point 1 is above the outside corner of the eye on the ridge. Point 2 is above the front of the ear on the ridge. Point 3 is above the back of the ear on the ridge. To locate point 4, move down the head toward the base of the skull to a horizontal indentation approximately one-third of the way down from the top of the ear and one to one and a half inches behind the back edge of the ear. Point 5 is opposite hold point X at the base of the skull. Point 5 now becomes the new hold point as points 1 through 5 are touched on the opposite side of the head. In crossfire touch point 1 above the outside corner of the eye on the ridge, point 2 above the front of the ear on the ridge, Point three is above the back of the ear on the ridge. Point four is a horizontal indentation approximately one-third of the way down from the top of the ear and one to one and a half inches behind the back edge of the ear. And point five is opposite hold point X at the base of the skull. Step three is performed in matching fire touching points one and one 2 and 2, 3 and 3, 4 and 4, 5 and 5. Finally, In step four, place the open Open palms palms of both hands on the head, covering covering points one through three. Be Be careful. careful. Don't Don't let let your hands hands touch each other.
1: Okay. The headset is a great one to use. The next set that we'll be looking at is called the metabolism set. And this is, um, really helps the body to assimilate what it needs and get rid of what it does not want. And a lot of this, again, the abnormal growth in the body, uh, tissue growth out of control, these kinds of things, uh, the metabolism set will, will help with. So let's go ahead and learn the metabolism set.
3: The metabolism set can be used to help the body assimilate what it needs and eliminate what it doesn't need. The metabolism set has two steps. Step one involves touching points in matching fire along the large muscles on the front of the neck. Points one and one are located above the collarbone in the soft indentations on both sides of the notch at the top of the breastbone. Points two and two are halfway up the neck on the front of the large muscles. Points 3 and 3 are at the top of the neck on the front of the large muscles. The second step involves holding a point on the front of the body and touching points next to the spine on the back. Hold point X on the front of the body is on a line directly between where the nipples would be on a youth and is one to two inches to the left of the breastbone. Another way to find X is one third of the way up the breastbone from greeting point one and one to two inches to the left of the breastbone. The points on the back are located next to the spine, forming a rectangle around the breakover point. The breakover point is where the bottom of the rib cage joins the spine and, and can, can be, be found by, by imagining a line directly through the body from greeting point one. To perform step two, find hold point X on the front of the body and touch points one through four on the back. Point one is approximately one to two inches up from the breakover point on the left spine muscle. Point two is directly across from point one on the right spine muscle. Point 3 is 2 to 3 inches below the breakover point on the right spine muscle. Point 4 is used to address blood sugar problems and is added to the other metabolism points when needed. It is located across from point 3 on the left, left spine, spine muscle. Okay. Yep.
1: Metabolism It's a great set. Okay, the last set that we're going to um, teach you is the lower abdomen set. And of course, this is right in the area that that we've been talking about this evening, the reproductive organs, uh, the bladder, all of those um, organs in that area are going to be addressed by the lower abdomen set. Let's go ahead and look at the Video.
3: The lower abdomen set may be used to address any conditions or organs which are located between the navel and the pubic bone. This might include conditions of the reproductive organs, the colon, the bladder, or hernias. When working on the lower abdomen, it is helpful to press firmly into the flesh. But while working firmly, be careful not to cause discomfort to the recipient. The lower abdomen has three steps. Step 1. Locate hold point X, which is on the pubic bone. Do not press firmly on this point. While holding X, touch points 1 through 5 with the other hand. Point 1 is located just below the navel. Point 2 is in the soft tissue to the inside of the pelvic bone, low on the abdomen. Point three is the same point on the opposite side of the body. Point four is in the soft tissue just inside the high point of the hip bone. Point five is the same point on the opposite side of the body. Step two. With the palm open and flat, Slide the entire hand under the recipient's body and place the first two fingers of this hand in contact with point T on the sacrum triangle. Then with the other hand touch points one through five and X. Point one is located just below the navel. Point two is in the soft tissue to the inside of the pelvic bone, low on the abdomen. Point 3 is the same point on the opposite side of the body. Point 4 is in the soft tissue, just inside the high point of the hip bone. Point 5 is the same point on the opposite side of the body. And X, which is on the pubic bone. After completing this step, enhancements in local work may be performed wherever a recipient is experiencing difficulties of any kind. Step 3. In matching fire, touch points 1 and X points
1: 2 and 3 and, and points,
0: points four, 4 and 5 And, five. Hmm. and there we there have go. it. Wow,
1: we wow we. Yeah, and that's that's the basic uh, sets of points that you can use to really help someone with endometriosis. And that's just the beginning.
0: (laughs) It is just the beginning because then we encourage you to work locally. You can take those two fingers and touch wherever there's localized pain. Uh, Always remembering you can't hurt anybody. Right. Uh, So, you know, that's a workbook that you have. Uh, Again, justtouch.com forward slash workbook for that particular set of points, which comes from our whole manual. And the whole manual, you can download that as a PDF file. Uh, just become a member. It's $18. If you go to justtouch.com, click on the link, become a member, and we'll send you the PDF version of the entire manual. And then you have access to all the other workbooks. I think we have about 50 different workbooks on different yeah. conditions. Also, if you go to our website up on top, health conditions. You can pull up many, many other kind of health conditions to see how BioTouch can help you and your family take care of these problems while you still pursue your natural uh, allopathic, naturopathic, doesn't matter. BioTouch, as Bev said earlier, works with everything. So, you know, we also encourage you to help support the organization. There's a little link on this Facebook page or go to our website, to help make a contribution, they're all tax deductible. We run on a donation basis in this organization because our goal is to freely give this technique this gift back to humanity. And uh, Bev and I, Bev is the president of the board and she leads a wonderful group of women who are just trying to get this technique out there. So help us pass it on. Uh, you'll get an email on this, pass it on to other people, uh, it's on YouTube, it's on Facebook, uh, it's just here for you to use. So,
1: yes, indeed. Yes. And we encourage you to, uh, you know, we do, um, um, this is an, we're an educational foundation. So we teach this technique. Yes. This, is, this is what we're here for. So if any of you would like to learn more about BioTouch or take one of our trainings, just contact us. Um, and we'd be happy to, um, give you the schedule for our virtual trainings.
0: It's all on our website, justtouch.com. Again, massage therapists, nurses, doulas, you can get eight CE credits for the whole training. Uh, We run them every three weeks, all virtually right now. So you don't even have to come to Tucson. Right.
1: Anywhere.
0: All right. Thank you, Bev. We want to thank Paula Taylor. That was an awesome presentation. Thank you, Paula. Yep.
1: And And thank uh, you for joining us tonight.
0: Uh, Next month we have... uh, COPD, emphysema, all respiratory ailments. And we have uh, a retired respiratory therapist going to share with us. Nice. Eileen's sister. I can't remember her name. Kathy is it or something? Um,
1: Yeah. Anyhow,
0: join us next week. Thank you. We're going to just sort of end just playing a little bit of Horace Barnes' little song that he wrote for us. And uh, we'll see you all next month.
1: Have a good evening.
2: can feel the pain in
3: sunshine or rain so it's not caused by the weather but it doesn't hurt that much after
2: I feel your
3: loving
2: touch and we spend some time together Take
0: my pain away Each and every day You're an angel from heaven
1: on high Your butterfly touch Helps me heal
3: so much And I get better as time goes by Take
1: my pain